Father, we ask that uh, this morning you would open our ears to hear your word. And then in these young people and, and in each of us, you would confirm again your promises. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, you guys are it. You're my last confirmation class. And after, usually after I say that, they'd say, and your best. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story about a man who was going to a convention. And he called the office, made sure they'd made hotel reservations for him. And they said, yeah, we did. And then he called the hotel just to be doubly sure. Do you have a reservation for me? And they said, yeah, we do. And got one right here. And then he arrived in Pittsburgh at the hotel, and lo and behold, no, they didn't have a reservation for him. And no, they didn't have any room in the hotel. And so he ended up spending the week sleeping on the floor in a friend's hotel room. He learned the lesson that you really don't have anything confirmed until you get checked in to the hotel and you're in your room. Well, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people stand up here and do exactly what you guys are doing. Every year about May, normally, we're doing it early because of me, um, but May, normally, answering the questions that you guys answered coming up there and, and kneeling and and uh, saying, this is what I believe, and so forth. And, and, and so what you guys are doing today is not that unusual. You, you guys are kind of unusual yourself. I've never had a junior confirmation class where uh, one of them was a senior in high school, another was a freshman in high school, one was a seventh grader, and three were eighth graders. And three of you were baptized in the last year or so. So it's kind of a, a cool character of you guys as a class. But you know what? Standing up here, reading the answers to these questions, is easy. It's easy, just like it was easy to tell them, yeah, we got your reservation. But this ritual is not the real confirmation. The real confirmation of your faith happens after today, happens after you leave here. I think Jesus describes what real confirmation looks like in the 13th chapter of the Gospel of John at verses 34 and 35. New commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know, all people will have it confirmed, that you are my disciples, if you love one another. This is our text. You know, we, we tend to stress the what of confirmation. What do you know? What did you learn? 
What do you believe? And it's, it's important. And in fact, that's what last Sunday was really all about. You know, sitting there in front of those fearsome elders and deaconesses and answering those questions about what you've learned last year. That was important. The what. What do you believe? Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I have commanded you. And so that's what the last two years, this like Sunday school has been about, that's what the last two years have been about. We've taken the catechism of Luther and the Bible and we've reviewed kind of the basic teachings, the basic skeleton of, of what we as Christians believe. You've, you've learned about how God created the world. You learned about the natural and revealed knowledge of God, about law and gospel, about how sin came about, about who Jesus is. He's divine and human, about the Holy Trinity and, and all of that. You learned how to pray using that X acronym, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. However, if that's all you can do is tell me what you learned, if that's all that comes out of this, then that's not really confirmation. It's confirmation what you got up here. Not necessarily what's going on here. Jesus wants more than this. He wants more than this hour on Sunday. He wants you on the baseball field, on the basketball court, polo, playing an instrument, walking in graduation. He wants all of you, to be shaped by Him. And so, even more important than the what of confirmation is the who. And folks, a lot of people would say that confirmation is the time when, in our tradition, when for the first time, students get to know their pastor better. And that is certainly true. That's one of the things that happens in, in confirmation. But remember that question that everybody asked last week to make sure you knew the answer? You know, uh, if you, are you sure you're going to go to heaven if you die? And if, he, if you're sure, why are you sure? And the answer is not, well, I know Pastor Braun. Pastor Ridley taught me. Of course I'm going to heaven. Matt Koontz is a cool guy. He wouldn't keep me out. Folks, knowing Matt Kuntz or Chuck Ridley or Wayne Braun, well, a great privilege though it might be, will not get you into heaven. We are not the who of confirmation. The who is Jesus. He said, by this all men will know that you are my disciple. Who is Jesus? He's the Savior. He's the one who took on flesh and blood for you guys. He's the one who carried all your sin with His cross and was nailed to the cross. He's the one. Not, not Pastor Ridley or me. Although you might have wanted to do that. He's the one who, having died on the cross, was raised to life again the third day. Whoever believes in Him has everlasting life. Jesus said it. 
This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus is the reason for teaching you all the what? That you would know Him. That you would believe in Him. That you would have a faith relationship with Him. That's what you confirm today. Not just to say this is what I believe about Jesus, but that I believe in Jesus. That I love Jesus. That I want to follow Him all the way through this life until He takes me home. Now, how do we know when you say that, that it's real. What's the real confirmation? I want you to listen again to the text. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. There you have it. The real legacy of confirmation is how you live out your faith in love. It's how you treat other people. Do you just like, love people that you get along with? Or do you love people that are hard to get along with? Do you just love the teachers that are easy on you? Or do you love the ones you really don't like taking class from? Do you just love people because well, I need something from them, so I got to be nice to them, but I don't need anything from them? Or do you regard love them regardless of who they are and what you need? You know, there's a parable that Jesus told about this guy who owed the king millions of dollars, and he begged for the guy to give him clemency and forgive him, and, and, and the king forgave him. And then that same guy who had been forgiven millions of dollars went out and had a friend who owed him 50 bucks thrown into jail. Having been forgiven, do you then turn around and withhold forgiveness? Or do you forgive? Do we love like Jesus loved? That's the real test. The fact that you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind will be confirmed as you love your neighbors as yourself. Listen to Jesus' words, or John's words in the epistle of John. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Now let me be clear about something, folks. It's His love for you. Not your love for Him that makes you His disciples. Don't get the cart before the horse. But if you have been taken hold of by His love, then that's going to show in your fruits and the way you live your life. A lot of people think, I just got to get my act together. I heard somebody say this. I... I was at a meeting the other day and he said, you know, I, I 
no, I have to get my act together before I go to church. I've got to get back in the Bible. I've got to get back because God isn't going to want me unless I start doing the things He wants me to do. And as if God's love is a because of love, as if God's love is conditioned on you giving the right answers on how you live. Now, that's not what the Scriptures teach. God's love is unconditional. It's not because of. In fact, He loves us in spite of. Think about it. Before you were born, God knew every silly, dumb, stupid thing you and I would ever think or say or do. And knowing all that loved us anyway. No. Loving one another doesn't cause God to love you. It's the fruit of God loving you. The fruit that confirms what His love has been doing in your heart. That's what, that's what the confirmation is. Folks, that's what He gave you at baptism. And that's what He confirms to you today. Some of you, I, I know some of you, not all of you, but some of you, this will be your first communion. He knows everything there is to be about you. And He wants you to come and sit and kneel at His table. And in bread and wine, Jesus gives you His body and blood. The most intimate moment we have with God before we go to heaven. He comes and in bread and wine, He gives you His body and blood to confirm to you that beyond all doubt, knowing all there is to know about you, He loves you. Completely, unconditionally. I know you're going to forget a lot that you've learned in confirmation. Most people do. But for me, that's the most important thing for you to remember. Is that your Savior loves you. Completely. Unconditionally. There's nothing that you can do that will stop Him from loving you. Now, how do we confirm that that's happened? Well, I said, by this, all men will know that you're My disciples if you love one another. Your love for others is how we see the reflection of God in your life. When my daughter, our daughter, sorry, <laughs> Bethany, and her fiancé got engaged, what do you suppose they did? First thing they did. Come on, guys, what do you suppose? They just get, got engaged to get married. He gave her a ring. Have you ever been around somebody that got engaged? Folks, what's the first thing a, new bri uh, a newly asked bride does? <laughs> My experience is they do this. They come out and they, they want to show everybody their ring. The first thing that happened after, after Jason asked her is they, they came to the house and they showed us. And before we knew it, the ring was on Facebook and every place else that they could show it because they wanted everybody to know we're in what? Love. We're engaged. Yeah, engaged too. It's, right. You know, it's a trick question. Folks, God of the universe 
loves you so much that he took on flesh and blood, that he came to you in baptism and made you a member of his church, his bride, and one day will take you to be with him forever. To be loved like that is something worth sharing. That's what Jesus tells us. To reach out and to love others the way you are loved. That's the real confirmation. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.